to all the jobs I've held before. My apologies to Hal David and Albert Hammond, Julio Iglesias and Willie Nelson. A little play on their title of one of their songs. In the late 90s, there was a supposed revelation that workers, employees, were not sticking to one employer, nor even to one occupation. I was thinking, gosh, I was 50 years ahead of time with my job jumping back in the 50s and then on. I guess I have to start with my paper routes. I have discussed this topic before, but my first route was the Ottawa Morning Citizen, and I took this route over from Alden Dennis. I would say it covered the western portion of Prescott. It, as most routes did, started from the town hall, as that is where H.H. Sinclair, Harry, as we knew him, dropped off all the Ottawa papers. As an aside, the Brockville paper and the Toronto ones, the Star and the Telegram, were left at Polly White's pool hall. I migrated to different routes over the years. At one point, I even had both a morning route and an evening one. I had a couple of short-term jobs around 1955. Cutting the grass, thanks Uncle Bob, at the Texaco Tank Farm in Johnson, in one Easter holiday break, I worked for Canada Steamship Lines, cleaning the boilers and stacks on the inside on some of their ships that were wintered at the Grain Elevator in Prescott. I did spend one summer working permanent 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift at the Silk Mill in Prescott. Thanks to uh, John Laycock's dad for the job. My job there was, the, was in the dyeing department I would place the rolls of silk on the rollers that fed the dye room and then stand under the silk as it was rolled into the dye room and pick any extra salvage of silk as it got caught on the pins that controlled it. The couple I worked with were great and if we had met our quota early, they would send me home and then they would punch me out on the time clock at appropriate time. My next big job came at Dominion Store on King Street in Prescott. My duties there consisted mainly of stocking the shelves and packing orders at the cash, and of course, carrying the bags out for the customers wherever they parked. At times, this was challenging, lots of heavy bags and a great distance to their car. My second last summer job, although it wasn't supposed to be, was as a plumber electrical helper for Harry Baker. We did a lot of work in Windsor Heights and Brockville, as well, as well as some school and church refurbishing in Williamsburg. But I saw the wisdom of returning to school after that summer. The next summer, after grade 13, I had applied for several jobs, including the Bank of Montreal. When they got around to offering me a job, I had already accepted a production job at DuPont. I was hired uh, at an entry position, a sample carrier. You went to various points in the chemical production workflow and drew a sample of the product from that location, apply a label, and then cart, yes, an actual pull cart, them over to the lab. Little did I know that five years later I'd be working in that lab. When the Prescott Journal published our grade 13 exam results, 
That's how we found out how we did in grade 13. Coupled with my summer of shift work, I decided to give university a try. A couple of trips with dad to Ottawa to apply at Carleton. He sold his boat and motor to pay for my course fees. God, I love a guy that would do that for you. My tenure at Carleton wasn't all that long. It was a tough adjustment for a small town boy to learn to discipline himself enough to attend classes and more difficult even still to do homework and study. I guess high school had been too easy. The start of the second semester, which had no study weeks back then, had me realize I was going nowhere fast in this academic environment. So the job search was on. Of course, it had to be in the middle of the biggest recession in 50 years. I jumped on the bus every morning and went to campus. I hadn't told Uncle John or Aunt Dorothy about my plans. I would then go back uptown, check out the jobs listed on the bulletin board at the unemployment office, talk to a counselor there, and asked him about this order department posting for RL Crane Limited. He told me I didn't have much of a chance of getting that job, but it might be a good experience for further job applications. I called Cranes and made an arrangement for an interview. Sounded almost interesting, and everyone knew Cranes Plumbing was a large international company. Next day, I borrowed a suit from Al Lumsden and took the bus out to Westboro to check out this opportunity. When I arrived, I was amazed at the size of the plant. And when I got inside the personnel office, I found out just how loud it was in the plant. But making pipes and other plumbing fixtures must be a noisy scenario. I talked to the head of personnel, Don Houston, and then the actual supervisor for the vacancy, Alex Gardner. Alex asked me if I knew what their product was, and of course I said yes, without disclosing that I already knew it was pipes and other plumbing supplies. The next day I received a call offering me the job, a checker in the order department, and the starting salary had magically gotten reduced overnight, down to $225 a month. You cannot imagine the surprise I got when I started at the end of the week. This was R.L. Crane, a large printing company of continuous forms. Well, blow me down. <laughs>